60 men were killed in the worst special operations disaster in modern Residents history. Residents of Coronado, California, were shocked by the brutal murder of Lauren Reese and her three-year-old daughter. Navy SEAL Lieutenant home. Commander James Reese survived the ambush but is under investigation. Welcome to the Terminal List Podcast, an Ironclad original series presented by KC Cattle Company. I'm Jack Carr, the author of The Terminal List. On each episode, we break down a different episode from the Amazon Prime video series starring Chris Pratt. On today's show, we're taking a look at episode five, Disruption. Joining me today is the series showrunner, writer, and producer, David DeGilio, and series producer, actor, technical advisor, and former Navy SEAL, Jared Shaw, who once again is the reason that we are here today and the reason that you can watch The Terminal List on Amazon Prime Video. All eight episodes streaming now. But hey, if you uh, have not watched them yet, stop listening to this and go watch them. Then come back because this says uh, there'd be spoilers. They will will 100%. This whole thing is a spoiler. So watch it. Then come back to us over here. And uh, for those that listened to the last episode, episode four, uh, we were talking about Gary Tours, and uh, it's our prop master. And uh, this is what he, he wrote me a while back when I was trying to, because uh, I knew that he had, uh, had generations in the business. And uh, for the for the uh, new forward in the hardcover edition right here, I wanted to make sure that I got it, got it right in here when I was thanking everybody. And this is what he wrote me. He said, fourth generation Hollywood, third generation prop master. His dad's grandfather was a cinematographer going back to 1917 uh, and before. So grandpa was a props man for 42 years. Dad was for 44 years. He'd been doing it his whole life. And so that's William Tours, then George William Tours, then George William Tours the second, and then Gary Tours continuing on that tradition right now. And this was pretty cool. That's what I wrote. I said, hey, wow, that's cool. And he writes, John Wayne was a prop man that worked for my grandfather when he was discovered. Wow. Crazy. Amazing. Crazy. History, dude. Yeah. <laughs> insane. That's cool. Really cool. That's insane. So yeah, Gary got all the, all the weapons to include these ones. So I should have had these out. These were uh, uh, from the show right here. And uh, there he is. That's episode four right there. So yep. there's Pratt, nice. Pratt, Pratt getting after it right there. Yep. And from some earlier ones right here. Look at this. And who yeah. is, who's this guy over here? Who's that guy? Who is that guy? <laughs> Boozer, Jared Shaw, uh, right there. Boom. Boom. Yeah, one right it. behind you, right boom. there. Yep. And I love this one. This is, I think, this is the first day. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the first day? Day one. Mm-hmm. Day. day one of filming. Where it all right. began. Yep. Look at that. Well, I probably should really be cool. those to this camera because I think that's where everybody's going to see them. But uh, yeah, right there. Amazing. First day of filming. But look at those eyes. Oh, yeah. Look at that. So he that's was the camera it? everybody's going to see right there. Look at that. In it. The stare, dude. Right the stare. There. Nails it. Yep. Drinking Very some cool. Hooten Young whiskey right there. Former Delta guys. Yeah. A little love to the army right there. And people might not recognize the uh, the email address that he uses later. Hooten Young at Proton Mail. So that, <laughs> That's that, right. that was pretty cool. <laughs> at least right. And the other star of the show right here, and I'm not talking about Constance. Uh, I'm talking about the Land Cruiser. <laughs> yeah. Look at that thing. Look at that thing. Uh, hey, yeah. now. Constance hey, is now. awesome, too. Okay. Look at that Land Cruiser. Look at that FJ-16, <laughs> 1988. So, the man uh, loves his Land Cruisers. Loves them. Yeah. <laughs> and that very one is now in the driveway, thanks to George Sack, who did all the mobility uh, for the show, who's an, uh, just an incredible guy. So lucky to have him. And we talked in the last episode, episode four, about this guy. 
uh, and all the wives liking him. But uh, I don't know why. But that's Taylor Kitsch right there running the shotgun. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Running and gunning. Ooh. Nice. I mean, look at that. that he got good with yep. that shotgun. He Beast. got good with that shotgun. And we're talking about things that also that get left on the cutting room floor. And this is one, this next photo pains me a little bit. Oh, God, what is it? But I'm going to show yeah. these guys right here in this camera. So if you see it right there, look at that. Look at what Chris is holding. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Dang. He's on the A-dub right there. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Oh, that, that was, was like a moment. That one of his guys gets shot with the A-dub right there. Oh, jack, and he's still clinking away special. with this M4. Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. what would I do in that situation? Well, I'd sling that M4 and I'd get on that pig and start throwing <laughs> yeah. some larger rounds downrange. And there yeah. it is. Right there. Oh, but I love it. Unfortunately, I mean, we got a fire out of that thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. what a cool shot. Really it was awesome. that, that was incredible. I mean... I think that came from 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 you, Jack, and we were in yeah. uh, what's called Video Village, and and we're watching it, and the sequence is just incredible. Antoine shooting the hell out of that tunnel sequence in the opening, and we're all just talking about Sangster's gun. Yeah, Ryan Sangster. Yeah, Ryan Sangster. Yeah. We're like, man, maybe Chris should have that gun. Yeah, you came up with the way for him to get it. But then ultimately we're in there and I think it was Chris uh, as we were in there with um, Antoine and stuff. He was like, I appreciate what you guys are trying to do for me here, but I'm in the chaos of it. I'm in the chaos of it. And that's what, and that's where it ended up. But that was a moment. Well, I think, it works. I think <laughs> yeah. it works. So when you guys watch the first episode, just in your minds, imagine Chris looking down, seeing that A-dub and picking it up and going to town. Because, yeah. mm -hmm. Look at that. Oh, it gets some. Oh, and Dave's. Do you remember that we originally had the A-dub suppressed? And yes. it was it was literally two minutes before action was called that Ray was like, man, I think we need to take the suppressor off of that A-dub. Yep. And so, and Antoine was right there and he's like, oh yeah, get rid oh, of yeah. it, you know? And oh, yeah. so that, that that's what we ended up with and, you know, versus have it, we, run them suppressed tactically it makes yeah. sense but yeah we knew we knew visually knew, right? like mm, this this is going to be a shot this is going to be pretty and, cool and, and we ended up with that that trailer moment and i think it's yep. also in the opening credits um mm -hmm. uh as you're kind of pushing in on the shell case oh yeah the, yeah the yeah. shot over sangster's back uh, where he's right. silhouetted by mm -hmm. the muzzle flash <clears throat> so when awesome. when we saw that moment we we were like that is going to be in yep. every trailer every yeah. piece of material for this show yeah you called that yeah. immediately immediately but it almost wasn't there it almost wasn't there i could have showed up on set yep. and it could have been all suppressed and i've been like oh awesome this is tactical yeah. sound yeah, I, good job I, guys yeah, i didn't but then we'd like have said, like a black screen with nothing happening on it yeah, yeah. Like, film, yeah. 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 if we filmed yeah. in a dark tunnel with just the guys with nods on well you wouldn't even see them so you know there's some holly so there is some hollywood in here but it's approved because you have to watch something you know it's navy seal approved and hear jared and chris yelling at each other you know what i mean uh, <laughs> yeah uh, no. and then there's this we talked about this last episode right there Ooh, steve horn yes. such a great right scene. there so, so yeah great. in dc God, right Jai there uh-huh just Jai, Jai courtney just man and that scene that picture you know you just you see how powerful horn is <laughs> how yeah exactly yeah, like I mean, he you, you know and jai man. jai's that in real life too jai is just yeah. a, a 
just a brick house, big dude. You know, but then he, yeah, then he translates that on screen with Steve Horn, and you see like, oh, okay, this this dude is this dude is yep. pretty serious. Yep, you know, so Jai it's kills so perfect. it perfect as always. So perfect. Yep, perfect as Horn. And then this one we talked we talked uh, uh, about Riley Keo uh, earlier on, and uh, this picture right here like just captures captures it. Mm. Oh wow. man, she's so good. So good. I think we That's talked so about it in the first uh, first episode that we did of the podcast. Didn't have mm-hmm. this uh, this photo out then. Powerful, but uh, mm-hmm. right there. I mean, she's so so good, so yeah. talented. I love what, all her scenes are are incredible. Um, oh, and then we talked about this guy in another scene too. Right? Oh, there. who's yeah. that? <laughs> what this actor? Who is that? Where did you guys find this guy? Because he pulls off playing an assassin and an operator, except for getting killed almost immediately. Other yeah. than that, that. Like he really except pulls it off. Um, so. I, I don't know where you found this guy. Oh, but man. man. I don't he's know. He's getting something. a lot of notice. He's got that thing. He's getting yeah, a lot of notice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe you a spinoff was, series. Maybe a yeah. spinoff yeah. series. Spinoff. It was cool. It was cool yeah. to see how many people knew instantly, Jack, that that was yeah. you, you know? And then oh, I don't yeah. know if we talked about it on here previously or just, but somebody had noticed before the show came out, they saw your face in the rear view mirror in a yep. shot. And yep, they. The they saw your beard. Yeah, and they—that's yeah. how close people are looking. And, and terminal how vengeance. Deep into it. Yeah, terminal account. vengeance. Yeah, terminal vengeance. Yeah. called that before anyone knew. Yeah, yeah. I, we didn't even know it was yep. in there. We we're yep. trying to kind of keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Like when those little yep. photos that I've been dropping on Terminal List yep. Tuesdays in the lead up, we took a few out just because I was too, too bloody uh, yeah. in it. And we didn't want people mm-hmm. to, you know, to give it give it up. Wanted it to kind of be a surprise. And this kid caught it in the rearview mirror. I mean, Amazing. he's got a future with like FBI, CIA, yeah, he does. That you know, kid something is like that. Spot he's on. on. He's it. smart. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're gonna have him on more podcast. You know, yeah. we're gonna talk to him. We gotta talk yeah, to him. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, really and for those that really know what they're looking for right here, they'll notice that the uh, Gators sunglasses—they're old school, right there. They're no, super yeah. old school. Yeah, because it has the old, the old um, uh, symbol on them. And then mm-hmm. we talked about this last episode as well, right there. Special, uh, yeah, Ooh, yeah, so cool. That's a great one. Great one, Marco. Marco. Reese right there with the Eccles. Got the Defender mm-hmm. right there, and uh, that's just a great, great shot. Love mm-hmm. it, love it. Awesome, so great. Well, let's get into episode five. Yes, a little tribute, little Do tribute it. to Heat in this one. I like oh, how we got a little, little mm-hmm. nod to little to Michael Heat, Mann obviously. episode. Yeah, Michael Mann and a iconic, uh, kind of a change actually. In, yeah. Uh, when you're talking about uh, filmmaking and you're talking about um, authenticity, accuracy, uh, actors really getting into the the roles. I mean, we have we have people bringing the rifles to their shoulders, not for the first time, but you know, it wasn't as com wasn't very common yet uh, right. to actually bring the rifles to the shoulders, to actually use the sights, um, to change magazines, to use some tactics. Mm. Um, and, yeah, that wasn't really very common. It was all Hollywood for the most mm. part leading up to that, and then something changed with uh, with Heat, which obviously is a Fantastic film, you know, iconic all timer. This is our nod right here, but we don't start with that. We start with a little Najaf, and we start with that guy. Look at this. Who's that guy? (laughs) Yeah, Boozer. Right oh there. man! Look at what that guy, scene. Jared Shaw. The reason yeah. that we're all here today, Jared gave yeah. the book to Chris, as we talked about in that first episode, and uh, things went from there. And look at that Got a little Texas flag right there. Do you see? You know it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was from yeah. Arturo. Arturo gave me that. Mm, I still have that. I, oh, yeah, dude. I, I keep that, and I keep it because that's my own personal kit as well. And so I keep that flag on my kit always. Now you know, there's yeah. one from him, and then 
one that I had made from a buddy that had got killed in uh, 2007. And so now those both, I keep them on my kit. Yep. Very oh, special. Man. Dude, and that, that um, those details, you know, in that scene, one thing that's been really cool is that that's a scene that, you know, again, we're pulling that out of the book. It's the true um, piece of how Reese and Liz met. And, mm-hmm. um, and so it's playing for that reason. But then, dude, like I've seen multiple um, people from the operations community uh, say in, in tweets and online, like just even the last man call mm-hmm. and the way you guys constructed that sequence. And Tucker Gates is the director of this episode. Awesome. And great. Awesome great. director. Yep. Again, like Fred Toy, a guy who has done the biggest shows out there. And um, Tucker and Armando Salas is the DP of, of this episode. The way they follow you guys through that sequence mm-hmm. is just wicked. You are in it. Mm-hmm. Just really in it with you. And, yep. and uh, man, it's been cool to look at the reaction to that. And and people love, Dave, you're saying we're in it. You know, it starts out, you know, pretty heavy right away. But then you yeah. have the comedic side with Donnie, <laughs> you know, and people love that. People absolutely yeah. love that. You know, yeah. there we are. And But as Jack knows, you know, in those situations, there's still humor in those situations. Yeah. You know, yeah. There, there's there's those still moments where team guys, something happened and you're like, well, that's still funny. We may be getting yeah. shot at, but that was still funny right there. What happened. Uh, and so that was, I don't know, Dave, I don't know if you wrote that or who wrote that. No, in, so that so was, we have, we have Olu and Tolu who are incredible uh, writers in this awesome. uh, episode. Just awesome dudes. Oh great, God. I great. wish everybody yep. uh, would get a chance to spend time with these guys. They like Jack, the power of positivity, you know, that yeah. I always talk about with you, Jack, like just the way you carry yourself, the smile you bring, um, no matter what you're talking about, light, heavy, all of these things, Olu and Tolo have that quality too. Nice. Um, and so it starts with them because this is an operator action scene. I have Max Adams in there uh, mm-hmm. working on it as well. Um, Dan Shattuck, who's uh, my number two in, in the writer's room. He also is looking at stuff. So this one, I can't remember who added the... <laughs> The lines about having to take a shit. I can't remember if that was Olu and Tolu or Max, but it was in there from the beginning. By the time I saw it, it kind of sounds like Max. There. I was going to say that <laughs> may be a Maxism right that there. Maxism. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's a big, you know, it's a good lesson for people to know. Like when you, when you write um, in, in for a TV show, um, it's no ego amigo stuff, right? Like you, you just like best idea. You're a team. You bring that mm-hmm. team ethos. You got your episodic writer who's kind of like, you know, leading the charge. But then like the showrunner has to look at it and just watch it and give no. And you really there's some showrunners who will just grab it and just try to rewrite it right away. But what you really have to do is like empower your team to to learn the lessons and pull it into the voice of the show Mm -hmm. so that by the time it gets to you, it's just minor. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that's that part's tough. That part's tough. It takes a little more time. But um, when you have tremendous writers working together and feeling empowered, you get really cool scripts. Yeah. Man, that and I was cool. not there for this one. Um, so uh, so how long did it take to film this this sequence? A day. 
One day you got all of this in one day. One day. I, yeah. I'm pretty wow. sure, right, Jared? I feel like yeah. we had one day on this and then maybe one day on something else out there. Wow. That's a we, big day right there. Yeah. We did it. It was exactly one day. And I remember it because three weeks before that, I completely tore my bicep, tore it all the way through, detached, oh my it, from God, the, yes. detached yeah. it from the bone, completely yep. tore all the way through, went to the doctor and he's like, Hey, you, you have to have surgery on this. And I knew this scene was coming up and I'm like, there's no way that I can miss this. And the doctor was amazing, amazing doctor. And he's like, well, okay, Jared, uh, you're going to do that scene. You're going to go do it. And the next day you were having surgery. So Dave, I, I hit it you from hit everybody. It. You hit, hit it. it from everybody. I talked yep. to Max Adams about it, yep. you know, cause I'm like, brother, what do I do? You know, what yeah. do you think? And he's like, Bro, if he can run and gun, do it. And, you know, so I had him and I think, of course, told Ray, you know, and so never said a word. So it was one day, did that day. And then the next morning. Dude, and you showed I, up the next day with, with this crazy, like, <laughs> oh, robot, yeah. robot yeah. brace yeah. on. And we're like, yeah. what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I had to wear it for the rest of the season. That was, I was, the rest of the filming, I was in a, in a sling and a robotic arm and that whole thing. So yeah, Jeez. that all that to say it was one day, and I never forget that. You know, and it's also when you, Dave, when you talk about the different, you know, visuals. You know, we have that we have tunnels, and we have rain during the day. We have these different, uh, we have the different weapons and all that stuff to tell 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 the story and differentiate the scenes from one another. And here we have daylight. We don't have helmets on. We're got got some ball caps on. Some of the gear mm. is more uh, appropriate to that time frame. Um, but uh, that, that kind of that shines through here as well. Being people being able to say, oh, wait, which one was that? Not this one. They're, they're so similar. No, because they're all so different. Which mm -hmm. is uh, which is important. It's another thing that I took from you um, and from the last couple years is really differentiating those scenes like that. And we have Liz right here. There she is. Yeah. Tyner nice. Rushing, who crutches it in everything that she does. I mean, she's got a, mm -hmm. some great projects under the banner of heaven. She was just in in that. She's in. She's just got so much uh, stranger potential. Things. She's amazing. Yeah, Stranger Things. But look at that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, awesome. And she did the same thing. That. She went to the range with uh ray myself jai courtney and a couple times went to the range and put the work nice. in for that scene right there getting on the gun getting comfortable shooting that moving. was incredible that really was mm -hmm. I, I think mm -hmm. that you know looking at tyner and we talk about this it's like you either have uh actors with a military background who are going to do exactly what jared just talked about work through <laughs> weeks with a torn bicep <laughs> like just incredible discipline right to make sure you get what you need or you have actors like Taylor, Tyner, like just who are willing to put in the work mm -hmm. so that operators, military veterans, combat veterans believe what they're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and man, that yeah. scene, I love that scene. Mm -hmm. and, and look at the makeup. Look at the, yeah. look at that. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. that is why, I mean, it looks so great. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, oh, it's it's a wicked. And, and and I think it kind of tells you, right, that scene, it kind of tells you, again, something different is going to happen in this episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we talked yeah. about this, like the kind of crossover from Navy SEAL into Insurgent, which is such a big thematic of the book. And like, yeah. that's what we're saying by opening up back in the Jaff in yep. this moment. Got the ACOG on there. We're reminding you mm -hmm. of who, who he was fighting, right? before he becomes that insurgent in the streets of San Francisco. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, the scene is is I love you guys. Too. I wish I could would have been there for it. Um, and then uh, and then you got this come. Well, also these also uh, uh, Justin Ooh, Lubin took all shot. these. Yeah, these, uh, yeah mm-hmm. Justin Lubin took all these photos. He was there every single day on set. You know, capturing these memories and uh, did such an incredible job. You can follow him. Just, just look up Justin Lubin on Instagram. He's been posting a bunch of them and from a bunch of the other shows Great that, uh, that he's been stuff. involved in. But mm-hmm. uh, incredible guy, amazing photographer, uh, and, and, and real human and, being. And that shot, the reverse of that shot, that conflation that. of Lucy into this memory, because you think it's just a straight mm-hmm. flashback, right? Yep. Like you're you're in it and you think it's just a straight flashback. And then this conflation happens and Lucy from the Starling memory shows up. And that's like that Armando Tucker special, like just that push mm-hmm. in and the guys like on the heavy guns behind her in super mm-hmm. slow motion yeah. <laughs> firing. Bah, bah, bah. I yeah. mean that, oh, unreal, really unreal cool. visual moment. It really mm-hmm. is. And look at this guy right here. There's, there he is. There's Jared Shaw's boozer. Oh, yes. yeah. Boom, right there. there. We go. Who's yep. this guy? Who's that guy? Oh, oh, oh he's that guy. It? He's that yeah. guy. Yeah, Chris yeah, there Pratt, he is. Right there. Chris and there's Tyner. There's Arlo yeah. right here. I mean, yeah, Arlo that's, a, that's a powerful work. scene, too. It's really cool. Yeah. Really And that's hard. Powerful. That's hard on a, a young actress. We have uh, wind machines. Again, it's like at this point, it's um, summer in Santa Clarita. It's a mm-hmm. hundred plus degrees. Yeah. Wind machines blowing, dust blowing, all these things. And she's got to stay focused with her eye line, deliver that with all the same emotion that she had when she was back on stage in a controlled mm-hmm. environment with all, yeah. with Riley there, you know, all her support team there. I mean, Arlo did incredible incredible mm-hmm. work on this show she did. for i mean being yep. a young actress or any age actress just unreal mm-hmm. she just kind of got what it takes yeah mm-hmm. no she crushed it in that jared what else do you remember from that day other than uh having you no know, a torn bicep <laughs> yeah i remember um taylor taylor on the on the on the a dub you know, he rocked that thing we were just talking in the previous episode about him rocking it on the shotgun you know and then we we go into this one and he's on the a dub and I mean, Dave, like you were talking about, you see it in the background during the, the that conflation, but him being able to to maneuver and manipulate it and just he sold it, you know, and and uh, Patrick did well, you know, yeah. Donnie in that scene yeah. did did well, you know, and just but it was a fast pace. Like we talked about, we had one day to do this and that was a lot of action in one day. And so. Once again, you can't not mention Ray Mendoza on this, you know, and Keith Willard. Keith was was coordinating on that one. But, you know, Ray building this scene out, you know, and then explaining to the the, you know, Chris, myself, uh, Patrick and and Taylor, like, hey, this is how it's got to be done, you know, and, and and but everybody picked it up quick and we were able to get it. And it's just an action packed, cool scene. I, I think for me personally, it's my favorite that I was able to be a part of, of the scenes that I worked on. I think there yeah. was just something really cool about this from like start to finish. finish it's just yeah. really, really a cool, powerful scene. I think the thing like people might not know is just how small that little van is that you guys are oh. driving in. Oh, that like, terrible. It's, it's incredible, right? Because you yeah. know, it's, you, you, it's hard perspective, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to tell in two dimensions. But we had the four of you guys and camera people. Like, mm, honestly, yeah. it was like a clown car. 
Like that's what yeah. it was like. It was this like little matchbox car of a of a van. <laughs> And big, like big Chris, I think we had to take the seat out to fit Chris yeah. Pratt in this yeah. van. That is a true He's story. A boy. That is no a AC. true story. No way. Totally and hot. Yep. Yeah. Un- unreal, man. Unreal. But such a cool way to start the episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in we go, man. Steve Horn yeah. on the list. Yep. Steve yep. Horn, this guy right here. And look at that. Oh, there, there he is. Oh, yeah. Bam. Mm-hmm. Look at that guy. Man, love that Look at that scene guy too. right there. Yep. Steve Horn. Yep. And his scenes with Mike Tedesco. So a little bit of diff- different Mike than the book. Yep. Uh, same same name, um, but, uh, you know, a little bit different different character in here to propel the, the story forward. Um, and I like that. You know, yeah. I liked, uh, I liked that it's just a, you know, there's slightly different variations, but then sometimes yeah. there's a little, a little nod to the former character yeah. in the book and, and all that stuff. And then we're going to jump forward in the scene that actually, uh, where, where Mike Tedesco gets taken off the list Ooh. is somebody else going forward. So then, you know, the viewer has this conflation Reese is having this conflation. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and so it's, so I think it all, it works so well. Yeah. Um, but those scenes with, uh, with, uh, with, with Horn and uh, and with Mike Tedesco, uh, I mean they're great. They're, they're awesome. So, fantastic. so that's Paul Paul McCrane. He he um was on ER back in the day. Uh, he's so good. He's so good. So and he good. and one of the reasons he's so good is he is now a director himself. He has transitioned uh, from acting to directing, and so he looks at everything holistically, and it is awesome to work with actors who kind of have that knowledge and really like understand on the filmmaking side, what you're going for. Um, he's a wonderful, wonderful counterbalance to how big and physical Jai is. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the scene, one of the scenes that I really love is the scene where Katie slash Constance corners him in the bathroom Yeah, mm-hmm. after this interview. Because he's just kind of had this like kind of heartfelt moment where he talks about what inspired him to start studying the brain. Mm -hmm. And she knows like in this moment, okay, this is the guy. He definitely is the one behind RD4895. But this little robot of a corporate person is controlling this interview. So I got to get the fuck out of that. Right. And so, so she follows him into that bathroom and that moment where she reveals the truth of the study. And he's like that line where he's like, I genuinely, very genuinely have no idea what you're talking about. Paul's delivery on that. Oh my God. Fantastic. It's awesome because that's the Tedesco from the book. The Tedesco from the book is like kind of the reluctant participant. He's pulled into the web by other people and he can't get out of it. And so we're like, oh, well, what if we like see if we can get him out? Like, what if maybe there's a way to get him out? Mm. And you have this little moment of like kind of hope for Tedesco. You empathize with that guy because Paul, you're just a lovely person. You just empathize with this guy. And, um, and there... Well, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of the the story, but uh, love that, love that scene. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. All those guys when they're talking together, and you know that last one when when Horn and and Mike are talking together and kind of having their <laughs> a little bit of moment. <laughs> but you know, I mean, they're both playing. You know, like okay, um, there, there's yeah, there yeah, is Mike a kid- already knows what he's done, what he's done, and then Steve, you know, is about to find out, but already suspects, kind of a thing. Like oh, it's, it's, uh, it's such a great scene with those two. 
There's a cameo in that scene, right, Jared? There's a cameo in that scene most people don't know about. Oh. It's um, Dan Shattuck's uh, whiskey collection. Dan Shattuck <laughs> is a, the, like insane about whiskey. And he brought in his personal whiskey collection. It's on mm-hmm. Horn's cart. And we were going to like feature it and do all, and talk about killing your darlings. Didn't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> what whiskey oh, was it? Bummer. Oh, I can't remember now. I'd have to I'd have to call him up. But it's a it's a it's a high end, very high end whiskey. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe a Japanese whiskey that he has. OK. Uh, that he's drinking uh, in front of those windows and those gorgeous shots. But nice, uh, yeah, yeah right. got to give a Here's shout your out. Shot. There we go. Shout out to Dan. Yeah. And Dan's whiskey. And Dan's whiskey. Yeah. And Dan's whiskey. <laughs> I love go. it. That's, that's uh, yeah, it's amazing. And let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, J.D. Pardo, Agent Leun, and uh, yes. and Mac. Oh, my um, God. We didn't even get into in them the before. Yeah, because they're not in the story. You know, they're not in the, yeah. in the in the book. But, you know, if you weren't going, if they weren't in the show, then visually all you would have is Reese running around killing people yeah. um, and not, and in the book he's thinking about what's, what's happening. Like, yes. okay, they're probably after me. I need to do these things, you yes. know, that sort of a thing. Or now they're about to come after me or after this one. Um, and a lot of the killing he does in the book, it's not like to hide the crime. It's just to hide it for a little bit, to give them a little time. Yeah. Like eventually they're going to find out this eventually it's just to buy a little time. So yeah. the things that he does, you know, to the bodies or whatever the crime scenes or whatever, uh, is just just to buy a little time because he yep. knows he's on the clock and he's got a timeline and he's got to yep. uh, get this, got to finish this list before he dies. Yep. Um, so he's, so there's a ticking clock there. Yep. Um, but, uh, but now we get to see the other side. So now we have the manhunt and yes. we have these, these characters, um, uh, which are, which are great characters, um, by <laughs> the way, and necessary to propel the story forward. Love um, so some people that are like, it's not the same. These guys weren't in the book. And <laughs> I know. I know. Thanks. Well, they are uh, in the book. You just don't <laughs> they see are, them, but you just don't. Yeah. Exactly. Cause it's, it's all, exactly right. You know, yeah. Reason. If we, if we put any more on Chris Pratt, like he might not have made it. I think last, that's, uh, I, that, that's <laughs> a, that's a great point. I, we've talked There's about a lot this. on his shoulders. We, we've talked about this before, <laughs> but it's a good good moment to kind of you know call it out which is um you know if you did the straight adaptation of the terminalist Mm. you would kill chris pratt because the book (laughs) is like every scene almost outside of a few conspiracy scenes is in reese's point of view and so if you do a straight eight hour adaptation i mean chris worked 100 hour weeks with crazy forces and turnarounds and these things that are super hard on an actor ep even with what we did, but we knew we needed other point of view characters. Yeah. We had to take the load off our star. Right. Mm-hmm. So we expanded Katie's point of view by, like we mentioned, you know, in the book, she goes to her brother's uh, mm-hmm. cabin as a safe house. Well, we're going to see her at, at her brother's beach house. Um, the point of view that is in the book of law enforcement that is there and alluded to, we're going to see it personified through Tony Leone, Mac Wilson, and the FTF. And holy crap, J.D. Pardo, star of Mayans, mm-hmm. finds out about this role. And is like, I went in on this show. Oh, is that how it happened? I didn't know that. Oh my God, yeah, dude. Like, this really? was a get upon get. Like, How did he find I, out about it? I Probably through his... His his reps would be my guess. Okay. You know, we fell in a hiatus between seasons. Huge thank you. I actually saw um, one of the uh, heads of FX uh, at the UFC fight this past weekend, and I just thanked him. 
because it actually wow. like mm-hmm. they have to really like allow him to go do that uh, type of work. And uh, I said, thank you. I mean, JD oh, cool. is just a freaking star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he even just a stud. He even came in and read for it. You yep. remember? I remember seeing, you know, and then having the the Zoom call with him, you know, yep. read live with us there. And, you know, and you knew right away you're like, oh, OK, yeah, this is the guy like this is. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a question. He just yeah, he just owned it. He he mm-hmm. really was the guy. And, and I think we may have mentioned this, but like Chris is like some some movie stars or actors might be intimidated by casting that guy. Not mm-hmm. me. I love it. Bring it on. I want the challenge. Yeah. I want to act with them. I want to take nice. them on. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it it was really I think important that because this is what what's also interesting is you know vengeance is one means towards justice. That's what he Reese in the book is going through. Like we don't have the ability to have the inner monologue mm-hmm. that you have in the book right so we need characters where that inner monologue is being transported into dialogue yeah so who does he have those conversations with right and so by taking somebody from the literal justice department right and Mm -hmm. putting them into this it's very interesting and it's also there you know there are, are rules that reese has in terms of who's on the list and who's not. And we'll get into that in subsequent episodes. But it gets really interesting, right? If you have this obstacle that you can't kill mm-hmm. based on your code. Um, and so all that stuff comes into play through. And I, I can't believe, I mean, we, we were having so much fun talking about the the just scope, I think, of, of 104. That, you know, part of that scope is the introduction of uh tony and the ftf and then here man early in this episode he and mac walk in and have that rocking scene with jai up in his office with horn Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and the tattoos the The tattoos i mean that's the bone frog bone frog right and it's Mac, fantastic. Mac I, call the, it the intro, out. like he's they're finishing up his working out. He's got his protein shake and he, the Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> line, which is fantastic. Yeah, because everybody's heard it. They're like, oh yeah, I remember yeah. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> she has how many two hundred fifty dollars movie? Is that what it is? Two hundred fifty dollars. Literally, dust. I found that online. Moon dust. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. What? It's got to be true if I found it online, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I love that. It's such a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then they trip him up a little bit. You know, did yep. you piss off James Reese? Yeah, and he's you get that that one beat where excuse I don't I'm not familiar with that yeah. name you know like that's he, he did oh, so well so with well. that line too I so just good. watched it again last night and he delivers that so well so that well. that man he just he was great in the tattoos Dave I think you yep. brought him up that that was Max Max, Max. Adams that didn't he and, and Bridget I think yeah. was it those two yep. that worked on that from yep. for makeup that exactly. and Max had a buddy that's that it was a tattoo artist or something, didn't he? And well, he they found just him. worked together. He found him. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're buddies now, but like real, like uh, unbelievable work and yeah. um, just massive. Cause we had to create, you just never have enough mm-hmm. time. Like, mm-hmm. Right. That's part of making a show. I think even when you're right. making a movie, but, um, but definitely when you're making a show, you never have enough time. And so right. even though we, you know, knew that tattoo was coming, we had been so fraught getting all of Taylor's tattoos, mm-hmm. right. You know, in the early episodes, 
Oh, yeah. You know, even this one ended up like, oh, crap. And all Mm. of the fine tuning and adjustments. It's a wicked sleeve, actually. It's really cool. And um, and then Christina just calls him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he couldn't yep. be full of shit. Such there a great <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She delivered according to your that. tattoos. You and Reese served in the same unit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so great. You could be and, full of shit. Yeah, and he yeah. runs. Jai runs through all all his dialogue about it. You know, and then yeah, Christina just looks at him like, okay, yep. you know, and just just so great, just so well done. You know, yeah, just she crushed it as well. Yeah. And yeah, really and, touching and, that operator and, culture. It's really mm-hmm. cool. I mean, that that whole FTF, Alexis Louder, uh, who you had uh, worked with on Tomorrow War, right, Jared? Yes, sir. Yeah. We did. She we were on a team, a kill team together, her and myself and another yep. fella. And yeah, so that was one that wanted to bring her along because she's just she's as solid awesome. as they come. Great so, actress. Just does, so cool. does amazing. So, yeah. So cool. And then uh Drew Starkey. Um uh, who is also just like another rising star who heard about the show, wanted to get in on it. We're like, yes, please. Um, he's on mm-hmm. uh, featured on Outer Banks. He's now doing movies. The kid is crushing it. Um, it's just an awesome group, that mm-hmm. FTF. That's the Fugitive yep. Task Force right there. So they uh, we get, yeah, they get, to see, get to see them once again, and not, not in the book, but... Um, but necessary here. And we also have great characters. Yeah. Um, and then we have the Reese and uh, Tony Leon interactions, plural coming up, um, yep. which are pretty cool as, as he kind of unravels this, uh, what's, what's going on yeah. uh, throughout the course of his time in the series, which is, which is awesome. Um, and then, uh, so we got that scene right there. We have the horn, we have Tedesco and we have an EFP being built. Um, explosively formed penetrator. Whoa. Um, and I, don't, I have not seen another show movie um, go through the steps that we show in this one. Like people, and I did that in the book. I made sure that I left one important thing out. Uh, it, but in the books, I try to get it as close as possible uh, to really building one of these things or building any sort of a, an IED just so that those guys, those EOD guys who have gone down range and, and have done the job say, ooh, these guys did their homework or in the book say this guy did his homework. Yeah. Um, but also notice that I left some, leave something out. So they won't have to deal with it like tomorrow if someone reads the book. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but the way we show it is a, is a really cool way to do it. And in the book, I made sure that I have it through someone else's eyes. So this is where I have it through Liz Riley's eyes right. and her watching from across the hangar. So I can kind of not just have Reese doing this, this, you know, boom, yep. boom, putting it together like that. But I'm one more step removed just yeah. so that maybe someone's not so people someone's not going to put it together yep. because she's not seeing exactly everything because she's kind of across the hangar and it's through her yep. through her eyes. But here we have the camera that pans. And I mean, he, I wasn't there for that uh, that shot, but you guys essentially built an EFP. Yeah. I mean, Gary, this is I, I don't know <laughs> if Gary had spoken to you or or just on his own, because we, we all know that story of how careful you are. And, and really also why there are some redactions and things also in the books. They come sometimes from this of, of like, it's important not to show everything. And so Gary uh, and the props team, and really like Gary was there this day making sure that like mm-hmm. the, the, the labels weren't saying each ingredient. Like this is one where authenticity is being effed with on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you have to be close. careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it gets pretty dang close. It gets good. pretty dang close. Exactly. 
And we'll um, see the exact things in there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you did such a good job with it. Such right? a like, such you, a you guys good are job. Love it. But it's um, but it's interesting. You you brought up uh like Liz Riley's point of view. And and I think this is along with being a horn episode, it's a real Liz slash Tyner episode. Mm-hmm. And those scenes with them in the hangar. Yep. And God damn, like that, like, you know, the morning that he discovers uh that it was, you know, his chain of command. That he, you know, he's had this incredible scene with Con- Chris has had this scene with Constance in the alleyway. He's found out the truth about it. He's got the cap table and Ben gives him those names. And mm-hmm. holy shit. Mm-hmm. Right. The Warcom trio was part of this. And Reese just there's like you see it just yep. turn yep. in in Chris's face. And also how they shot it with that kind of like, you know, at the hangar door with that fog outside. And um, and he goes over and he's just like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And Liz is like, Ooh, hold on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Mm-hmm. And he tells a story right from the opening of how mm-hmm. they came for him. And he's got Donnie yep. in there. Mm-hmm. And she calls him out. Right. The fact that Donnie would have been in grade school, mm-hmm. and uh, and we talked about this in another podcast. But but look, what do you remember? What color hat Donnie was wearing in the oh, operation? There you go back to the. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's like the, the maroon red. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so color red, again. like red, is a significant color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nice. there are clues and stuff that come through That's that visual cool. literacy. Yeah. I'm learning things. See, yeah. I love yeah. when I learn things on this. This is great. I'm so, I mean, I love doing this podcast just to do it, to get to hang out with you guys yeah. and, uh, and revisit some memories from the show. But I also love the things that I'm learning that I yeah. didn't know before. Yeah, I, exactly. I and and so that's a little Easter egg. And I think also um, the patch, who designed the patch, um, the platoon patch that we used in Najaf? Do you remember, Jared? Because that one, um, we I made red. Know. We made red as well. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I gotta watch it again. I gotta go. I gotta go watch it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really. I mean, like, so you know, we have a little clue there, and then it pays off because Liz calls him out. Mm -hmm. But Reese won't be stopped, right? Yeah. And he's still the way he's going to use this, a la the book, right? It's going to be targeted, very specific, and he talks her into staying with him in this moment Mm -hmm. but yeah whoa no no plan nothing ever really goes according to plan even if you're reese right (laughs) oh man yeah it's like just like real life yeah the terminal list podcast is presented by kansas city cattle company kansas city cattle company believes in keeping things authentic and they believe if you taste the product you'll taste the difference Kansas City Cattle Company is veteran-owned and operated and delivers Wagyu beef and other high-quality proteins with a palatable difference to all 50 states. They have Brookshire pork, pasture-raised chicken sourced from another veteran-owned company, and sustainably caught seafood. They're also known for their world-famous Wagyu hot dog, which was featured by foodandwine.com in a viral article saying they had found a hot dog that tasted like steak. Other bestsellers are their Wagyu steak, briskets, and tri-tip roasts. 
There's also been buzz about their Wagyu bacon cheeseburger brats. Other favorites include Wagyu hanger steak, Wagyu bone-in ribeye, and their Wagyu chuck eye steaks. The team started Kansas City Cattle Company to bridge the gap in high-quality proteins and top-notch animal husbandry practices to the end consumer. They believe good protein starts with good conditions for the animals. As the company grew, they hired their first employee, a veteran, just getting out of the Army. From there, their new mission to hire an all-veteran staff was born. Today, their mission now includes serving high-quality protein to those they once served and helping other veterans find their new mission post-service. Save 15% on the exclusive terminal list collection at kccattlecompany.com slash jackcar with code jackcar15. That is J-A-C-K-C-A-R-R-15. That's K-C Cattle Company, K-C-C-A-T-T-L-E-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y.com slash jackcar, J-A-C-K-C-A-R-R. And use that code Jack Carr, fifteen. Yo, but but uh, there's a few. There's so much to unpack on this one. Um, and uh, one of those things is that in the book, it's one of those other. You know, I wouldn't say turning point, but it's one of those things that accelerates his transition into an insurgent because yes. now he's using mm-hmm. this thing that was used so effectively yeah. against us downrange. And I talk about that in the book. And obviously, those who have been downrange over the last twenty years, um, you know, I know that the EFP is coming in from from Iran on these rat lines. Um, I mean, they they were they're a tactical level weapon, meaning they're used here on the on the battlefield, but they had strategic importance um, because they you know, really brought superpower to its knees, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, so anyway, Reese is becoming that insurgent, one more step down that path in becoming that insurgent. He's mm-hmm. growing, he's, mm-hmm. hair is growing longer, beard's growing in more. He's using these tactics, techniques, procedures of the enemy, EFB being a big one. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's so, so there's, that, uh, there's that piece to it as well. And then once again, for those who have read the book, they're like, wait a second, wasn't there a different person different that person. against in the, in the book, but, <laughs> yeah. but kind of similar van kind of the, you know, the, how's this? So it's, yep. uh, it's that conflation again, where you're bringing things in from the book, yep. uh, foundationally true to the book, but wait a second. And then wait a sec horn. What? What the hell? Yeah. What the big so, bad in yeah, episode and think, five. And most people love it. You know, there's always yeah. a few that are going to be like, not like the book. I yeah. hate it. Um, but some people are like, oh, no way. And Holy they love shit. that it's different. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, that's probably a better way to go through life. But uh, <laughs> it's just hating everything, but embrace it. And, embrace and it. And understand yeah. why. Embrace and it. think yeah. about it a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I think it's fantastic because it yeah. throws people that are expecting Horn to make it all, yeah, the, way all through, the way to, the, to yeah. the end. And to be the last, you know, one of the last people um, to instead be, wait, we, we didn't just past the halfway point and then wait, Oh no, what is going on here? And it's been good. And what's happening? You know? So I do I, yeah. really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it, it's um, a buddy of mine. Who's a, a showrunner uh, for another streaming service that we won't mention. Um, but uh, <laughs> he, he watched, he watched the, the pilot with me this weekend and uh, we set up a projector and had some people. Over. Yes. It was fun. Like good celebration in, in the ending of the pilot with Lauren and Lucy being killed. He literally gasped out loud and was like, no. And we talked afterwards and, and like, again, you know, people might not know this, but like you do not do that in American television. Like 
no one does it. Uh, it's just kind of like verboten, crazy, don't don't touch that stuff. And we had to fight for that moment and Amazon and MRC supported it once we said why, right? Because of it fuels everything that Reese does. But storytelling wise, what it signals is like anything is on the table. Mm-hmm. Anything is on the table. And we knew as we got deeper into the season, we needed another moment like that that said anything is on the table, especially for the book fans, because we're trying to create surprises, trying to, again, honor and surprise. And it Mm -hmm. was Horn, killing Horn here, where we were Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my, like, this is the, like, this is that moment. Mm -hmm. And the book fans will be like, wait, wait, I think I was just, what? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. And, um, and yeah, uh, it's just, uh, it's, I I agree with you. Like, and I understand, I fully understand, like, you know, loving a book and wanting to see it go, you know, direct page to screen. But like, I think the direct adaptation, and we've talked about this is, is Ray's reading, Ray Porter reading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These books, they're incredible. The audiobooks are amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Ray. He's awesome. Big shout out. And it's like, and you just, especially now that you've, have Chris in your head and these people like you can just imagine, boom, you can watch the whole series mm-hmm. just by listening to Ray. Yeah. But if, and if Dave, you, yeah, Dave, you hit on something with, you know, saying from the beginning with his family dying, anything yeah. was on the table, you know, and same thing with horn. And I think we've all agreed from the beginning anything was going to be on the table because this show, we all knew this show was going to be different, you know, and we didn't want to follow those guidelines and be put in a box. We wanted to be creative, Jack. We wanted to bring your story to life, you know, and and do it in a different way, you know? And, and so I, I love that, you know, having that option of anything's on the table. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Let's make it, let's make it work. Yeah, no, I love it as well. Uh, and I don't know, I've never talked to other, other authors about it. Cause most of the time authors aren't involved in the process of bringing their books, uh, to the screen. Um, yeah. they're usually just, uh, they, you know, uh, Hollywood wants to get rid of them right away. So they're not causing problems on set saying you ruined this. Ah, Crazy. and, uh, they can do that afterward. That, that allows them to say, <laughs> if it's not good, that'll also allows them <laughs> no. to say, uh, Hollywood messed it up, you know, yeah. and everyone goes, yeah, Hollywood messed it up. And, uh, I don't have that option. You yeah. know, when you're, when you're involved mm-hmm. in the day to day, you yeah. know, you're, you're all in, you're um, all in. And no, uh, yeah. I've learned so much and I appreciate you uh, guys taking, trusting me and bringing me into the fold from the very beginning and, uh, you know, being a part of this from our first tell our first conversation on the phone day back in December of yeah. 2019 and then talking every day since and, and putting no, that this, was, this whole thing together. That was the best part was to like kind of finish up with the writer's room and then ping you on the phone or text and be like, oh, I think we're going to, we're going to chase them down. I think we're going to have, I think we're going to see them. Like what, who is that? Like, who does that? And you're like, and then you, you ping back. You're like, oh, it's time for the FTF. That's who we're going <laughs> to yeah, bring in. Ping my FBI buddy. You yeah, ping your FBI buddy. And then you, you're like, okay, fugitive task force. Here's who they are. And then you and I start talking about it. Start figuring out who that, who's going to lead them, all that stuff. And, and that part is great, you know, because yeah. it's like you get to ha- have fun as well. Yep. 
and you're invested in it. And uh, but before we get to that EFP, which is such a great scene with with Katie, um, we have uh, another scene with with Katie, a little different than the book. And there she is, right there. Oh man! Boom. Look at that! There she is, right there. Yeah. Getting to to rock that Glock right there. Um, and yeah, so we have that. And so she gets, uh, you know, a little different than the book there, but then she walks outside and she's flustered and we have our buddy Raymond Doza coming across the street <laughs> yeah. to assassinate headshot, and then boom, right. takes that headshot and takes that. Oh fall. my God. And remember Amazing. when we filmed that? So I was there for that. It was so yeah. fun uh, to be there. But do you guys remember that, that tunnel in LA uh, where we're filming this thing and there was just like some homeless guys you couldn't move. Oh, and mm-hmm. they're just there. It was, you know, it was tough, it's, man. That was it's so tough. sad. I mean, you're thinking about that. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, yeah. and that really stuck with me. When you see, I mean, it's just a, such a sad state of affairs, but I mean, I think we tried to wake them up and kind of move them off and they're, they're just there. They're just part of it. Become part of yeah. the, yeah. Part of the scene and the fabric. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and that scene though, we're, we're down. I can't, I can't remember the name of the street, but, um, it's down by Disney Concert Hall. We turned it into um, a BART station from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And um, it may be the most rewatched scene by Jared mm-hmm. Shaw during post-production. <laughs> I think pretty much any time we were Dude. in 105, Dude. Jared demanded that he yeah. we see Ray take that shot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not that shot I want to the head. Yeah, not that I want to see Ray getting shot Never. in the head. No, it, yeah. no, that's it's the fall. It's it's, it was so it's impressive. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, he fully committed on that, and it he fully. did. How I don't remember how many takes Dave Jack. I think he got it day, in maybe one. Honestly, he got it. it I mean, he, he nailed it. Yeah, but he had. You know, it kept. We kept having to get a you know a few more takes and he committed yep. every single time and just sold it just absolutely yeah crushed so it. people that, yeah. watch that watch episode five watch mm-hmm. uh our buddy ray mendoza walking across the street to kill katie unzip the jacket grab that pistol and then wham yeah out of nowhere comes reese bam shot to oh, the head and ray so takes good. that shot and goes down so hard <laughs> oh so good it's awesome wow. it's awesome wow. yeah that whole I sequence really that, that. i love that sequence you know that's like that's like some classic espionage thriller stuff. You know, the meeting down in the BART station that gets mm-hmm. interrupted by Talos as they move in. Also, mm-hmm. former SEAL playing. Yep. yep. Former SEAL yep. playing that role. Um, so great. And um, so good. Into the chase through the stairwell into that insane mm-hmm. moment uh, with Katie slash Constance into that insane moment with Ray Mendoza and Reese. Like it's yep, just yeah. boom, boom, boom. One after yeah. another, you know, and, and what I love also is that all these characters who are the, either their Talos operator or whatever they are yeah. in this, that come in for a little bit or maybe a couple episodes or maybe in one scene. Yeah. Um, I want to see more of them. I'm like yeah. so excited for each and every person that comes in. We talked about the doctor in Mexico in the last yes. one. I want to see more of that guy. He's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Like everybody that comes in for their part yep. crushes. And I want to see more of them in future things. Yeah. Uh, in fact, when I'm thinking about a season two, I'm always like, oh man, I guess we can't really bring them in because they've been. Yeah, they're done. Uh, mm-hmm. Can they shave or whatever? Yeah. But, but like, John uh, Atkins uh, so is, is in our 
show twice. People don't <laughs> yeah, know that. We'll right. mention that yep. when we get to 106. But uh, it Easter can egg. it can happen sometimes. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. nice, nice. Well, I hope it can happen after uh, episode three. <laughs> oh, uh, wait, uh, oh, I see what's happening here. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, we're thinking, we be thinking about cameo for, for true believer here. I She's love getting it. killed. I love this guy's it. not a very good assassin. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he's got the Groundhog Day with this guy. You know, uh, maybe we'll get it at some point. True yeah, believer, exactly. colon, like revenge, yeah. More of a B uh, film, but, uh, you know, <laughs> spinoff. You know. But, uh, but then uh, we move and we have a, a heat scene. And once again, look at this. We got these guys right here. Boom. Oh, Right nice. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yep. JD and Christina oh, right there. Uh, mm-hmm. I love, I mean, all of this is so great, but that's them. And we were talking about them Dude. a little bit earlier and they have a bigger role here in the next, uh, the next episode in, in one Oh six. But I love this. I mean, this is so cool. We have a little, uh, a little, uh, diversion with another van. Liz is there and we have Reese and he's just told Katie, you know, you come on the, you know, step on the battlefield again. Um, you know, he gives her the warning. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you're kind of, you're in play. Yes. And now it comes down to it and yes. it will here. Won't he? Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of from the book and people are, you know, some people that the ending's a little different, um, but this has a little shadow here. Yeah, a little inspiration from that, right? We always find ways to like bring those crucial moments in. And again, you know, Horn, that Katie beat, all these things, we're moving them forward in the story, but the same moment emotionally. Yeah. And from the character point of view. Right. And uh, that's one where Tucker and Armando, I mean, you, even, I mean, again, this is another one where just behind the scenes, you got to give props to our, our AD department, the assistant director mm-hmm. department. That is the communication center of a show. And when you have that many cars, that many extras, that many departments working together at an intersection in a downtown of a major <laughs> city. Like your communication, that, yeah. all of that, mm-hmm. right? Rifles, gunfire, uh, just fires, bonkers, absolutely bonkers. But then, but really, like that moment, and the way Roos music kind of stops down. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you know when we get into post production, and the sound team gets it, they're mm-hmm. building that whole soundscape outside of maybe the the actually it's a rare moment where like the load and the gun it's a it's a full load round blank in mm-hmm. there which is crazy i don't know how you're really allowed to do that you know they they have to kind of canvas the neighborhood tell everybody that a production will be filming in downtown we'll be using um uh full loads you'll be hearing this don't worry um, but it's just crazy. I mean, it was insane when it was happening. And then you get to the edit. Scott Turner, our editor, is working with Tucker, the director, building this thing. And you just, I mean, I, we barely touched it, Jared, right? Really, right. most of the stuff that that happened was like there were little pieces of authenticity. You know, we had mm-hmm. Ray in there come in there as well and and little mm-hmm. moments uh for for the mm-hmm. trade craft of what he's doing you know mm-hmm. visual affecting a scope cover uh away right we're gonna get rid of those mm-hmm. all all the time from now on <laughs> next time i'm going through first day i'm just going in i'm not even telling anybody because sometimes i remember i asked about cha- like changing something on a weapon when i that first week i was on set yeah. and it was like oh you can't because it's this and something or other well i'm 
going through <laughs> and I'm going to take every single scope cover and I might not throw them out. I've threatened uh, to throw them out before, but I think I'll just put them in a bag. A bag. And at the yeah. end, to get at rid the of very them. end, I'll just like yeah. hand it back yeah. at the very at the end. end. You know, yeah. it's kind of like you're like for the kids, your iPad is being, oh, we're taking it away. Yeah. I'm putting it in the safe. Your iPad, you've got it. You've lost it for a month. Yeah. You've lost your iPad privileges. You've lost your scope <laughs> cover privileges. When you've proven to me that, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that true believer will have me uh, sneaking around stealing scope covers. Not stealing. Liberating <laughs> yeah. for a limited <laughs> amount of time <laughs> and then returning. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's how, Perfect. that's the best way. But this is our heat scene. Yes. This yeah. is our heat scene. And oh. uh, in the book, you know, I love people really did love this one line that's uh, that's not in the in the show and it's one that i didn't know how i was going to deal with in future books but i knew it was so important for this first one it's just for that revenge without constraint coming out uh, as hard-hitting as i possibly could to get it noticed by a new york publishing house recognized by you know no, resonating with readers and all that sort of a thing and uh and it's in the final scene and katie has deck cord around her head in the in the book and and uh and she's about to get her head blown off reese is warned that if he kills this person it's her head's gonna get blown off and what does he do boom 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 boom, boom. kills three people yeah and then rescues katie gets her out of there and he's about to make his make his exit into the epilogue when she snaps out of her trance after being in shock from this kidnapping this traumatic experience she's been in and ask them after this whole thing that they've been through, how did you know, how did you know that, uh, that dead cord wasn't connected? How did you know that my head wouldn't get blown off? And I hate to get that beat in the novel. And Reese says, I didn't. Yeah. And then turns and runs off yeah. to the epilogue essentially. And guys love that line. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, not so much, yeah. <laughs> but it resonates with everybody. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I had to figure out, Hey, how am going to deal with this? And I finally dealt with it in, uh, in Savage Sun in my, my third book, but really had to think through how I was going to do that and came up with a, uh, with a creative solution by yeah. doing research into surgeries and, and all sorts of things. And Katie takes a, a more of a main role there in questioning Reese to find out cause she needs to know she's yeah. not just along for this ride. She's, yeah. uh, in, you know, an investigative journalist and very smart. So, um, but this is the nod to that yeah. is to seeing her, he's warned her and but he, once Dude, again, Chris, he takes man. that one Ooh. beat and <sighs> boom. So he could have taken, done what he planned to do. You know, it's a little bit off yeah. because Katie's there and he takes that pause and then we get our heat scene oh. because of it, which is awesome. And unreal. I love how this worked out. Un- yeah. Unreal. And you talk about, um, a heavy day, um, Again, this is what's insane about this show and about TV versus film. And, you know, we were down there for a few days, but, you know, there's a lot of talking, a lot of cars that are moving, a lot of coverage of different parties, points of view down there. Our Reese Day, which was an EFP, a gunfight, and a final getaway car chase. We filmed them one day. That's crazy. It's crazy. And and that's where you need a Tucker Gates. You need an Antoine yeah. Fuqua. You need a, a, like all this, this incredible array of directors that we got. The reason we hired, um, you know, that Antoine was like setting such this high bar with the pilot and then was like, everybody who comes after has to have this combination of camera and character is yeah. because of a day like this. And right. Tucker just, I've never, Jared, I've never seen anything like it, you know, it, mm-hmm. it like Tucker's just in a zone. Wow. He's just like, oh, nice camera's Tucker. over here. Boom. Camera's Shout over out here. To Tucker. Boom. 
because he because yeah. then he captured this and once again these photos are justin lubin right here and uh you guys can see that Ooh. Oh, great. there he goes there yep. goes cp getting after it mm -hmm. it's awesome and cool yeah. tactics in that in that um that final yeah. set piece that uh is ray you know and you guys are working on that um mm -hmm. the diversion with the smoke that he tosses yep and then yep. he kind of moves around and I think it's Duffy, right, who's firing where he thinks he's coming because mm -hmm. of the smoke. And then yep. Reese comes around and kind of flanks Duffy and yeah. takes him out. And even and even prior to that, having his his rifle, his M4, broken down in his backpack, you know, yes. which is a yep. kind of a cool, you know, cool sequence that took place there, showing him. He, you Taking see, that out, putting it yeah, together. Exactly. You know, and the audience gets to see that, like, he just doesn't magically have his his m4 there waiting to rock and roll you know he's got to put it together he's got to go through the yeah. steps while all yeah. this stuff is going on you little know? battle damage assessment okay that didn't work the way i thought okay i gotta go exactly. finish this off or i gotta go make sure that's and it yeah. time to go to work oh yeah, yeah. what he does best and so showing that showing that, that that process playing out and and jack like you said reese doing bda and looking and seeing like okay now i have to go finish the job and then taking the steps to ultimately get to horn and you, you know the the tactics being employed with the, the smoke like you were talking about dave is yeah magnifier magnifier on uh, magnifier off like that yep. flipping that over exactly. you know those things are are important uh, mm -hmm. we get a mag change at the end we get transition to pistol a reason yep. to transition to to pistol um mm -hmm. so it's uh i love how this one came together and it's a surprise uh and it's different once again different than the tunnels different than mm -hmm. sicario right oh different different than najaf you know mm -hmm. now he's a you know one man doing this thing yep. insurgent efp following up um and uh and then a surprise for the audience as well and of course this is this should we should just call this thing the terminalist spoiler uh podcast yeah. is what we should change the name to <laughs> yeah. because then we get this right there oh um, man and chris you know chris was telling this story um at uh, on the way to UFC, and this is again, you know, one of the joys of a team like this. Um, you know, we had written in the writers' room the kind of classic final line. You know, some some version oh, yeah. of "I'd kill you ten times if I could." You know, thing <laughs> was like, this right. is the guy, yeah. right? This is the right. the the big boss. You're gonna yeah. say something as you go up, and then and then like <laughs> we're talking about it all the days. Like I don't want to say it, and we're like. Uh, okay, just, why? Just one He's, take with it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll just one take. Nope. Is like, no. If I say it once, you're gonna put it oh, in. It's like, used. okay, so, <laughs> so, so, you know, what? What's the reasoning? Because you hate this guy. And He's like, yeah. If I hate this guy, I'm just gonna put him down. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna. You give shot me in the other leg. Like, yeah. it's worth very badly burned. <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. I'm not gonna give <laughs> any moment. Yeah. <laughs> any yeah. any moment for anyone yeah. to fuck it up. I'm just gonna get there and I'm gonna put him yep. down. Cause that's what you're going to do. I mean, remember last yeah. boy scout, you know, yeah. with, uh, with Bruce Willis back in the day. And mm -hmm. he's like, Hey, this being the nineties, you can't just, kill, you can't just hit a guy. You gotta say like, if you have a surfboard, you gotta say something cool first. Uh, mm. like surf's up pal, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. we move beyond yeah. that, especially with what we're trying oh, to do man. you know, mm -hmm. in this, in this series and yeah. keep it rooted in the foundations oh, of both man. the novel and reality. Yeah. And I've had to finish the job. Yeah, I've had operators call me about that that moment right there as well. Like yeah. they love the fact that he walked right up there and just domed him, you know, and yep. and and you know, 
reloaded and, and it was out, you know, yeah. and that was, they, 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 then they said the same thing. They were like, you know, I'm not going to go up there and have monologue. I'm not going to go, you know, yeah. go, I'm just going to go shoot this dude in the face and I'm, I'm gone. I, yeah. I'm beating yeah. feet, you know? So yeah. that was powerfully done. Well done. Man. Yeah. Tradecraft. I'm looking man. at this. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at this. I think we have the Eberly stock pack on here. We got Solomon shoes. Mm -hmm. um, of course we got the magnifier on there on the M4. I think these are the dynamis jeans if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, he ended up loving so. those. Chris yeah. Nice. Loved those they are. Jeans. They've got that stretch in them, you know, yeah. The, the, the ladies in their yoga pants, they were ahead of us by about a decade. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah. like every gene out there is now really denim. Yeah, they knew. They knew. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I think a Black Rifle Coffee um, hat on in mm -hmm. here. You know, the stuff that, that guys actually wear. And that's Everly mm -hmm. Stock Pack is like made to do what it what Chris uses it for here. Uh, and then mm -hmm. we get to see that Horn, you know, isn't really as tough as he made out to be yeah, in those earlier episodes where he's running through Hiram, the house and Hiram, checking dude. his heart rates and all that. that. You hire him, yeah. yeah. Hiram, dude, that final scene. He's so good. Yeah. So Hiram Murray. Good. Yeah. Yes, Yeah, Hiram I can't Murray. wait to see him in other things. Yeah, great. Um, so, yeah, so what's his line? You know, like, sack up. What, is, what does he say? It's time to nut up, fanboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Oh, he's so he's good. former former military as well. He is. He's yeah, he was he I think a Marine or something. Yeah. Remember when he auditioned? Marine. Yeah. Yeah. When he read for that role, we were like, Yep, yep, that's him. Done. There he is. Easy, Done. easy day. He so, did great. So really, really he's gonna do big things. He will. Yep. No, I think so. So many people are. Like so many people that are have these these roles in here are gonna just take it to the next level. You can sense it, yeah. you can see it. Um, and you want them to also as yeah. a viewer. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, oh, it's no, you want to see them go on and do something in, some, in another show because they're that, they're right. that good. And they're good um, people. Right. I mean, that's really yeah. the thing. You know, we just, uh, no assholes need apply. We yeah. always take yeah. that to heart. And, exactly. Uh, exactly. And we get a great Reese line here also with, with Katie a early, little earlier before, before this scene. Uh, the men who killed my friends and family are not going to prison. Oh, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good. She wants to hold. She wants that public accountability. Mm -hmm. He just wants stone cold vengeance. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like where the difference in their agendas comes into play right in that moment. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And we get it. We get a G wagon, not in the beginning. Yeah. But here we go. Here. So there's little things like that for people yep. to notice. Like here's the G wagon. Okay. It's not in the opening scene. Oh, that we just saw at the beginning of episode four with the sniper shot. Yeah. Uh, because as we talked about the G wagon, boom, goes over and yep. we'll skid along on that side without rolling um, like that Porsche did. So, uh, so we had to, had to change it, but here it is making an appearance and we have those crazy cars. What are those things? Resvani's. The Resvani's. Yeah, the Resvani tank. There. A lot of people have been asking right. about those. Yeah. Yeah, George's yep. team found How did we them. find those? How did That's we George, did, uh, George Zach team. find those? Yeah, he and okay. his, his picture car team, um, they they knew, you know, that Horn kind of operated on the cutting edge of things. And so I think we had I think we had kind of written them in as as um up armored Humvees you know, kind of mm -hmm. as a nod to downrange and stuff. And then George brought those in because you'll have a prep meeting with each department and your mm -hmm. episodic director before you shoot the episode. And those were in the um, prep meeting. And we just like saw the look and we're like, yep, that's horn. That's capstone. Mm -hmm. Like right there. Totally. It yeah. just yep. killed it. And then we got to give a hat tip to Jimmy Lorimer and special yes. effects yep. for that yep. EFP 
explosion. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Holy what I was about to, to, to bring up. Like we, we, the audience can see the slug going through, you, you know, Jack, as yeah. we know, it's so fast, but the fact that it's able to be portrayed on screen where you now understand it comes full circle when Reese is explaining to Liz what he's doing and he's going to be precise mm-hmm. yep. about it. He's not just making an explosion that's going to wipe everybody out. Yep. He's going to be extremely precise. And so we see it come full circle in that moment when you see that slug just go through there. It's like, oh, wow, well done. So you're yep. exactly right, Dave. Jimmy and his team. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Awesome. Incredible. Yeah, so many mm-hmm. things stand out about this episode. Um, it's such a great one. The heat nod, the EFP, everything that went into it. Uh, Katie, these the, the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, you guys crushed it. And it was so cool to be there to see Ray and uh, take that yeah. call. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go watch it again tonight. I mean, Good one. Jeez, Ray, thank Ray, you, buddy. Thank you uh, for everything, Ray. Yeah, War Office Productions, uh, technical advisor on the show, and, you know, actor in the show yeah, as well. Show. I mean, being He's yeah, actually yeah, in the show, I think, like three times. You don't yeah. know, but he's yeah. he's in there multiple times. Yeah, you see him running through the house yep. uh, with, uh, yep. with Mikey yep. Sowers yep. and the and the crew that we got in in there when we uh, when we meet Steve Horn and he's getting his heart rate and, and, and all he's that on, sort of a thing. on the beach with Alpha Platoon in the in the opening. Nice. Yep. And mm. yeah, I mean, yep. So and he's cool. a buds instructor. So cool. And he's a buds instructor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I don't remember what episode that was, but he's yeah he's a buds instructor. Yeah. Man of many talents. He's yep. good. Oh. Nice. Nice. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it, brother. But, uh, man, that is awesome. That is, that is episode five. Oh, man. Thank too you much guys. Fun. Appreciate you yeah. guys doing this. Uh, and Thank let's you. go on to episode six. Let's, uh, let's keep it going. Let's, let's keep, keep it rolling. Going. All right. Awesome. Let's do it. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the danger close podcast an ironclad original brought to you by KC cattle company. If you like the show, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Jack car USA on the social channels. Officialjackcar.com is the email. You can sign up for the newsletter there and be sure to follow David DeGilio at DeGilio films. That's D I G I L I O films on Instagram and you can't follow Jared anywhere except on this podcast. So uh, we're very fortunate that we, uh, that we got, we got him for this because uh, yeah, he's, he's not on the social channels, but you will find him as boozer in the terminal list and a lot of amazing things going forward. So thank you guys so much for doing this. Uh, It means the world to me. Thank you. And uh, let's talk about six. Awesome. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thanks guys.